This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water, pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things but at least I knew they were there just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side by side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. Shouldn't you be at work? Clean sheet, I call it, is uh, one of the most important things in, in football. Nice to see Holt fans here. Emil Heskey, could it be five? Yes, it is! Paul Bowden to take it. Oh, and he's hit the crossbar! Gerard, it's Carroll! What a goal by the England striker! That's why he was brought in and he's done the job. Saved! John Pickford! Now, you know him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh, oh it happened! No! Hello and welcome to Quickly Kevin, Will He Score, episode three of our Euros coverage. It's Friday morning, I'm Chris Gold. Joining me, as always, Josh Whittacombe. Hi. And a man who probably knows Gareth Bale better than anyone. Did you back him to score this penalty? He did. Oh, he's <laughs> Hello. How are you both? Good. Good. Nervous? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No. No? No. Michael just said to me off air that uh, he fully is completely convinced we're going to run away with the England-Scotland game. That We're going to hand out a real thrashing. Oh, I think I said it was going to be a very comfortable and uneventful victory were my exact words. I've interpreted that as a real thrashing. Um, I'm going to say it. We do come to Wales and Scotland. We've got Mike Bubbins and Susie McKay representing Wales and Scotland. Uh, experience the Wales and Scotland fans in this episode. Um, I think Wales might get further than England. 
Really? Yeah, and I tell you why. Because um, the draw, if they go through in second, I know this is boring. Wait, oh God, have I start? Should we do the night o'clock news? Or do we want to sound the the proper punditry klaxon? Well, I don't think this is proper punditry. This is a fan desperately clasping for future do you know what i mean i don't think alan shearer is looking at that he's talking about past percentage all i'm saying is if <laughs> wales go through in second they play russia or denmark or finland that's basically a buy into the quarterfinals <laughs> yeah well same if they go through in first were they to get a result against italy their draw the other the other side is going to be probably austria north macedonia or ukraine so this it's, is, it is favorable yes we can't complain we coasted through the whole of 2018 on favourable draws. <laughs> let's, let's have the 90s <laughs> o'clock news. This is our comeuppance. From the headquarters of ITN, News at 10, with Chris Scull. Top story today, Gaza boots shocker and how Steve Froggett met his wife. Oh. Doesn't sound like the big story is going to take up that much time. Well, so thank you to Craig Norman who's pointed this out. Gaza has done an interview with the Daily Mail, chaired by Jamie Redknapp. Jamie Redknapp asking the questions. Ostensibly, I think Jamie Redknapp is there to talk about the fact Phil Foden has copied his Euro '96 hairstyle. But yeah. the way that Gascoigne just moves on from that subject is astounding. So the, the, the actual transcript of the interview reads: Redknapp, I don't know if you've seen Gaz, but Foden's got a new trim. He's gone blonde like you, Gascoigne. He just needs to be greedier. He needs to go for it. So Gaz are just ignoring the line of questioning <laughs> that's there. ignoring it. Just, it just moves straight on. But that's not, that's not the incredible part of this interview, which is brand new information that I've never read anywhere or heard anywhere. Redknapp, I don't know how we didn't win that game against Germany. Gaza, well, I'd left my boots in the hotel. I had to borrow some. Redknapp, you weren't even wearing your own boots. No, I asked around and ended up borrowing Teddy Sheringham's spares. Redknapp, I never knew that. Oh, mate, if you were wearing your own boots, your studs might have been long enough to touch Shearer's ball to the back post. So there we go. Gaza wasn't wearing his own boots. That's so amateur. How are you forgetting your boots? Send someone back. Yeah, someone send back someone back to, back to the hotel. Them. This is England, like, Germany. I left my daughter's wellies at nursery yesterday and I got them Ubered to me this morning. She's not in today. <laughs> How I know they didn't have Uber, but they had black cabs. I suppose, where was the hotel? Weren't they Bisham Abbey or somewhere? Like... Maybe they're out of town, but still. I know. It's just mind-boggling, isn't it? Like your own boots. He's taking a penalty in those boots. Imagine Usain Bolt as the Olympics. Oh, I forgot my shoes. Can I borrow some? You just wouldn't do it. What have you been training <laughs> yeah. for? This is the pinnacle of your You've got to your remember this, life. He is daft as a brush. <laughs> do, you, do you think the players still... like? I would just presume that the kit man yeah. looked after all of that stuff. Does he take care of everything but the boots then? Because they've got a boot room. These are professional That's footballers. That's a great like, question. Is Gaza carrying one of those little sort of Umbro boot bags that you get <laughs> at under-nines football? And he's, just, he's just left it in the hotel lobby I bet, it's, I bet it's full of dried mud, that under that, that boot bag <laughs> that Gaza's got. But actually, casting your mind back to the 90s, do you remember like shots of players entering entering a ground before a big game? In my mind's eye, they're carrying boots. But I don't think that happens anymore. Were they? Do you know what I mean? I don't remember that. Are they not carrying I boots into grounds? If you've got pictures of players carrying boots into grounds, do get in touch with the news desk because we'd love to know. That does feel astonishing. It feels such a stressful situation. Would you have played bare feet like the guy from the Hurricanes if it had come to him? <laughs> would they have dropped him? Or would they have forced a sub to surrender his boots to Gaza? I, yeah. I bet Gaza 
never told anyone. Like he wouldn't. He's not ter- telling Terry Venables, "I forgot my boots." I reckon that's why no one's gone back to the hotel to get them because yeah, Gaz has gone. Doesn't... Oh no, I forgot my boots. Teddy, can you just lend me yours? I won't say anything. Yeah, you know when like a goalie gets. So say um, for some reason the goalie's coming off. I would say the goalie's sent off and they have to bring on a sub. And then you see, it's like an outfield player's got to go and goal. You see him being given the goalie shirt and the gloves, which is always, it's always too big. It's quite Great fun. Great visual. Great visual. Imagine Gaza being subbed off and the guy that's coming on is the person he's borrowed the boots off. So <laughs> that he has to give the boot, like the boots are handed on like the captain's armband. I wonder if there's any kind of rule against that. There is there is a new rule currently that um the outfield player isn't allowed to wear the goalkeeper's jersey anymore. They have to bring a spare goalkeeper jersey with a with a no Game's name gone. on it and and a, and a different number just in case an outfield player is forced oh, to on. go in goal. Come on. Where's the fun in yeah. that? Joyless. Exactly, totally joyless. One of the things about an outfield player wearing the goalkeeper's shirt is, is like it just really brings home how crazy the situation is. He's wearing someone else's shirt. Like having a fresh shirt prepared for such a scenario oh. somehow lessens the drama of it. Totally agree. Like, last thing on this Gaza thing, yeah. uh, as Craig Norman points out in his email, get Redknapp says, Oh, if you were wearing your studs, you might have been they might have been long enough to get Shearer's ball into the goal. Craig Norman says, side note, does Redknapp think Gaza wore really long studs, like mini stilts jutting out from the bottom of his feet? <laughs> like, such a good point. Why would Gaza wear extra long studs, like longer studs yeah. than Teddy Sheridan? Anyway. Oh, there we go. Thank you, Craig, for that email. And uh, that, that little digression there at the end means oh, we've run out of time for Steve Froggum and his wife. But um, we do hope to get to it soon. Next time. Uh, shall we have the electronic post bag? I'm Jim Rosenthal, and this is the Electronic Post Bag. You've got mail. Now, uh, let's start. Uh, you wanted some omens, didn't you, Skull? Yes. Have you seen this meme going around? It's been sent to us by a couple of people. Daniel Hill is the one I've uh, used, but thank you to everyone who sent it to us. Have you seen this meme where it says, 2012, Croatia lost to Spain. Spain won the Euros. 2016. Croatia lost to Portugal. Portugal won the Euros. 2018, Croatia lost to France. France won the World Cup. 2021, Croatia lost to England. This is exactly the kind of omen I'm in the marketplace for. Yeah, that's the perfect omen, right? Complete bullshit. Fantastic. I, I'm a cynical and I don't like omens, but um, that one's got me excited. <laughs> uh, I, I'm on board. I'm on board. We've missed 2018 from that. 2014. Did Croatia make the 2014 World Cup? Uh... Anyway, move along. Come on, don't ruin the fun. Move along, move along, <laughs> move along, move matter. along. On the subject of omens, I had an, I had an email from a C. Deveney who's a primary school teacher in Hull. And he says, while his class are up playing on the football field today, someone in his class found this on the football field and brought it to him. He said, he shared the picture of us. He says, I don't know if it's an omen. It's definitely an omen, but I can't tell if it's good or a bad one. And the picture he sent is of a completely bent spoon. (laughs) (laughs) What does it mean? What does it mean? What does it mean? Yuri's power is growing, is it? If he's he's on Scotland's team and spoons are just falling out of the sky bent because he's getting ready for this big game that he's going to influence. Who knows? Who knows? Or it's just a bent spoon on a field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is from Gavin Blackwell. Uh, he's sent in an image of our watch-alongs, which uh, we're doing one watch-along. Uh, we'll do another one next week. Uh, we did France versus Germany there for XJ8 Patreon members once a week. Uh, 
I've put the screen grab, guys. I've sent it to you. Have a look at the screen grab. And uh, he pointed out something which made him laugh, and I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> Can you see what it is? Yeah, this is really funny because when we were doing that live show, obviously I was across the messages, <laughs> and lots of people kept talking about this phenomenon. And I was like, would look back at the screen, and I was like, what are they talking about? But obviously when I was looking at the screen, it wasn't doing it. So there was no way for me to see what I'm now seeing for the first time. You want to describe what you're seeing? Well, I it's a sort of uh, a four-split uh, watch-along Zoom screen, and I am in the bottom right corner, okay? And obviously, for those who haven't seen me, I have a shaved head. I've got no hair. Uh, ben Clark, who is also watching along with us, is directly above me in the panel above me, and he's wearing a T-shirt, and I don't know what's on the T-shirt. I don't think it was a man on the T-shirt, but it was something, the very top of something in a box that looks like... I'd say the top of an egg or perhaps the top of a bold man's head. And what's happened is the position of me in the bottom screen is aligned perfectly with Ben. So it looks like the top of my head is peeking up into his screen. That is incredible. We'll put it on our Instagram. Follow us at Quickly Kevin on instagram because that's one of the funniest pictures i've ever seen that is is exactly my humor that is brilliant that is Um, fantastic thomas fenton says alternative to graham taylor we've never really discussed this and i found this quite interesting in regards to the euro 92 talk in the latest pod i recently watched this video cut seven minutes 30 in the piece and gary lineker mentions who the two alternative candidates were to graham taylor so yeah so I want to yeah. ask you whether you'd have preferred either of these two candidates. They are Howard Kendall and Joe Royal. God, is that it, really? What a period for English football that is. It, yeah, neither field England manager. What What I don't understand is, wasn't Terry Venables around at that point and doing enough as it was to get offered the job? Because he was the Spurs manager when they won the FA Cup in 1991, wasn't he? Yeah. I, I always got the impression with Terry Venables, and I think that did come to play out, was that... He just wasn't a sort of an England corporate man. It felt yeah. like they hired him very reluctantly anyway, because really he should have stayed on after Euro 96. Yeah. You know, he would think he would have done good things with that team. So perhaps he hadn't got to the point where the need was such. It was like, we can still say no to him at this stage. But by the yeah. time Taylor had sort of failed and the horror of USA 94 had passed, it's like, we can't ignore it. He's very clearly the most qualified English manager out there. Would you have accepted Clough in 1990 or was it too late? Do you know what? I think I would have because I feel like he was very uniquely suited to international management. Yeah. Like, he, you know, he was a motivator. He was a psychologist. He was a man manager rather than a sort of coach. Yeah. And you can't say it now, but what about Big Ron? Would he have been in the uh, mix? Uh, Am I going clinically insane? I think he's probably more Venables than Venables in terms of the things that put them off Venables. Um, Can I just say, so I wanted to see, um, I just pulled up the English league table uh, as it finished in the summer of 1990 to see who, you know, what the contenders were, who were the clubs that were doing well around that time. I'd forgotten that Graham Taylor was manager of Aston Villa at the time. I kind of thought in my head he was plucked from Watford still. No, no, he was... But he'd got, he'd got Villa to second in the league. Yeah, exactly. Um, he had a very good record. He got Watford up through the divisions, then Villa to second. Yeah, of so... Of course he was given the job. So I think objective... If you, if you didn't know anything uh, of what had happened under Taylor, you would look at that moment in time and go, he was the best person for the job, I think. Yes. 
I agree. So it's a it's a, an interesting thought experiment, but I think you're more likely if you look at all this evidence to end up still picking Taylor. I agree. Job. Um, email in if you've got anything on these. Uh, it's genuinely a pleasure to read all your emails. This is how to get in touch. Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin and sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com. Now, it's the morning of England versus Scotland, or as they will forever be known, the second and third best British teams at the Euros. After Wales uh, guaranteed their passage to at least the quarterfinals by beating Turkey, um, we spoke to... For me, the number one Welsh comedian who's interested in sports. This is the wonderful Mike Bubbins. Bale in support. Here is Gareth Bale. Bale searching ball. Wonderful ball. Ramsey this time. Aaron Ramsey for Wales. Right on the money with a priceless goal. Still Bale. Allowed to go on, pull back, and that will be the win. Connor Roberts wraps it up and wraps up a wonderful Welsh victory. A famous night in Baku. Again, this wonderful play from Gareth Bale. He goes alone, spots Connor Roberts, Connor Roberts up in the opposition's box from right back. And the young Swansea City player slots it away. What a night for Wales in Baku. Wales's biggest night since the win over Belgium five years ago. Final score in Baku. Turkey nil. Wales two. Hello, Mike Bubbins. Hello, Josh Whittacombe. How are you, mate? How I'm good. I'm good. How is life in Wales? Buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. I had an all day yesterday. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone on the school runs recovering. It's been uh, yeah. great day, rough morning. What time did you start? Well, I started in the. I did some stuff with um, uh, Hawksby and Jacobs in the day, which was nice because they were they were doing an outside broadcast in Cardiff in a pub. So I did a bit with them. Met Neville Southall, which was superb, and Johnny Owen, which was lovely. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed that. Uh, full episode is available on Patreon. Then we're back on the main feed on Monday. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. When I went on my last holiday to Cape Town, it was amazing. My friends were there, the weather was phenomenal, and most importantly, the food was fantastic. But one thing I struggled with was finding the right places to stay. You know, all I want is a great bed, a fantastic shower, and breakfast that doesn't end at 8 a.m. I'm on holiday, I'm still sleeping. I also like ease, and the Hotels.com app easily helps me to find a perfect hotel for every trip. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly getaway or a relaxing spa weekend, on the Hotels.com app, you can compare up to five hotels side-by-side. Now, why would you want to do that? So you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings. And best of all, you don't have to switch back and forth between options. See? Ease. So, start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today.